Hear the words of the Lord to the nation of Israel spoken through the prophet Isaiah. When you spread out your hands, I will hide my face from you. Even though you make many prayers, I will not listen. Your hands are full of blood. Wash yourself. Make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your deeds from before my eyes. Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Correct oppression. Bring justice to the fatherless. Plead the widow's cause. Come now. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be made as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall become like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Isaiah 1, 15-20 The Lord spoke through Isaiah to people of Israel that was once founded on him and gone in rebellion. For their foundation they had the laws of God, and when they followed it, Israel prospered. But in their prosperity they forgot the Lord same Lord who rescued them out of Egypt, the house of slavery, as we are told about them in Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. And in choosing instead to pursue their own pleasure, their own sinful desires, which led them into rebellion, they ended up worshiping the false gods of their neighbors, Baal and Ashura, who represented ideals and ways of life that were sinful. Demons embodied these false gods and gave power to their worshippers to impress others to think that they were gods. But these demons had their worshippers engaging in acts that stirred up the Lord to pronounce righteous judgment on them. The most, the most notorious ones are the public acts of mass sodomy and the killing of their infants and sacrifice to the demons. Our own nation, the USA, was founded on many principles, but one of the main ones was the idea of true justice, a justice where people were treated equally under the law, regardless of status. This is seen in how the kings of Israel were confronted by the prophets for their sin, and in an instance where the daughters were allowed to inherit the land of their father because he had no sons. And in Isaiah's words from God, we are shown that it also includes those who do not have anyone who can plead their cause before the elders of the town that would sell disputes. People such as the widows and the fatherless do not have a husband or father that would take care of them and ensure their well-being. This happened in Israel because they had forgotten their God and his ways. When people first came to Americas from Europe, they came to have found a new place where they could be free to worship the Lord, seeking to form a place without the corruption that had infiltrated the churches of Europe. Others would come to this new place for different reasons, but those who came for the purpose of serving the Lord would feel impressed to reach those around them with the teaching of Scripture. Not all who heard this would accept and believe the teachings, but the dedication that existed within those who followed them made up for the lack of numbers. Passion for the Word and the desire to reach others continued on well into the time of this nation's official founding, and from the work of the previous generations, the culture was for the most part aligned with scripture when the calling things right or wrong, and it is the spirit that existed at the time of our nation's founding that made us a Christian nation. A place where the morality of the Bible was the foundation for how we would govern the land. Everyone was to be treated the same under the laws, and guilt was to be something that had needed to be proven before punishment could be given are merely a few of the ways that this manifested itself. While we are not like ancient Israel, which had a covenant written, 
there was still a spirit that existed in the time of our creation that acted like one. For wherever the laws of God are, the, are a nation's foundation, he will provide blessing. This blessing lasted for centuries and was maintained by the constant connection the people maintained with those values, a connection that was kept in order through the teaching of the next generation about God, who he is, and why the things we had were so important. But like ancient Israel, we have also forgotten as a nation the things of our founding. The spirit of rebellion to the laws of God now roams freely in our nation, causing the decline that we are witnessing. Objective truth has been attacked for the purpose of replacing it with the idea of my truth, or that the truth changes from person to person. When the truth changes quickly, then it ceases to be the truth, because one part of truth is that it doesn't change. By attacking objective truth, it's revealed that the spirit at work hates God, who is himself truth. The reason is that our enemy seeks to cause our own death by separating us from God, who is the way, the truth, and life. Of the many truths that this spirit hates, there are two that I believe it hates the most. First is the truth that the Lord will judge wickedness, and the second is that I sees all things that are both hidden and not things. Solomon writes in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 to 14, a vital word to remember. The end of the matter, all has been heard. Fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil. By these words comes an understanding that it is paramount for one to obey the laws of the Lord. If it is vital for an individual, then how much more is it not imperative for a country to do these things if they want to prosper? A country with unrepentant sin will be judged as evil and deserving the punishment that is declared by the Lord. But the city of Nineveh that repented but like the city of Nineveh that repented and was spared, it is also possible for a country to repent and be spared the righteous judgment of the Lord. In this, we are no different from Israel, whom the Lord was not hesitant to deliver judgment on. We know that they were captured and sent to Babylon in captivity, but also that they were restored after time had passed, a time for them to remember who they once were and why they suffered the righteous judgment of the Lord. Much has happened in recent years, and I find that we are at a point in our nation's history to make changes. The spirit of darkness fears a church that is strong in the Lord, for they are filled with the light of God, and it is the very same light which John testifies about at the beginning of his gospel, declaring that the light shines bright in the darkness, and that the darkness has not overcome it. And in Matthew 16, 18, Jesus speaks about the people rooted in the truth that he is the Messiah, the anointed one of God, who brings salvation to people through the forgiveness of their sins, saying, On this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not stand against it. Fear exists in either rational or irrational. Irrational fears are those which do not have a basis of fact or truth. Rather, they exist from notions that have formed in their minds without being properly analyzed. Trust assured that our enemy's fear is 100% rational. If he cannot stand against a church founded in the truth, then he would desire to remove us from the truth. A way to remove our power and impact in order to preserve his reign over this world for however long he can. 
Lockdowns are made after the release of the plague in this world. Be not deceived into thinking it was an accident, for the enemy of our souls is behind the events that had in part led us to this point. His schemes were to keep the people from gathering together for the encouragement of each other in faith, to prevent the church from growing through fellowship together, placing us under the threat of government violence against those who would not comply. Fear was used to stop us, as I know that some did stop gathering together, but there were also those who were not intimidated. In these times, we found other ways of learning, but most importantly, we learned to call on the Lord for themselves. People learned to call on the Lord for themselves. At a time that facilitated a need for them to learn how to feed themselves in the spiritual nourishment of the scripture, and they did. In this time, some gave up on their trust in God, that he was in control over all things, that all authority was his and is his. For these people, we must pray that they are restored to the Lord by the faithful witness of those around them. Do not think that we must preach the word to be witnesses, for our actions and words around others will reflect the heart's condition. People can see us and take notice of who we claim to be. All those who learned to feed on the scriptures and the truth within them on their own without the need for a service can truly tell what is right from wrong. These are those who have gone through the desert of trials and affliction that was being used by the Lord to purify their hearts it will be because of the growth that existed in understanding that the strongholds of the enemy are going to be destroyed. The gates of hell are going to be breached, and the people of the Lord shall assume dominion. For it is written in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, For the weapons of our warfare are not made of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. In the USA, our enemy has established strongholds in places of authority and power, places of political, legal, and informational power, and we must pray for them to be destroyed in the name of Jesus, declaring their end with the name and authority that has been given to us by our Lord, before Christ ascended to heaven, to sit at the right hand of the Father. In Matthew, at the end of the book of Matthew, he declares to his disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. So go therefore, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Be sure to read also the words of 1 John 5, 14-15, that declares to us that when we pray, we know that God hears us, and when we know that he hears us, we know that whatever we ask according to his will, we shall receive. I can find nothing that is more aligned with his will than for the people of a nation to be saved from their sins. For the people to repent and turn to a life of truth and godliness that is more than a show for man to see. While it is good for us to pray, we must also listen for the instructions of the Lord for how we, to, for how we are to put our trust in Him to action. This election year, we must earnestly request wisdom to see past the appearance that our elected officials are putting forth and see their true hearts. We must know the truth about who they are so that we can judge soundly if they will obey the laws of God and strike down all that goes against Him. Then we must vote accordingly. Pray for the places where you can do good works to be revealed to you, and step in obedience to the Lord, so that your light can shine brightly. Do not think of yourselves as one who is less than or more than because of your position. 
Paul spoke of this saying, that there are many members but one body, speaking words of encouragement that each member of the body has a specific function for the betterment of the body overall. Be sure to pray for those who are in positions that are more often seen as they have more people waiting for them to fail, so that the fingers can be pointed at the church and the holiness that we are to strive towards be mocked. For those who are not seen, pray so that they can be given the strength of character to be wary of the pride that can creep up on such people who do not fully understand their place in the body. Finally, pray for all Christians that they are continually renewed in the words of the Lord and filled with the Holy Spirit daily for them to not ignore Him in their life. For He is the Spirit of truth that reveals all deception and enables us to grow in knowledge and understanding of God and of truth. By Him, miracles are permitted, and the gifts of power are provided for the church's growth in times of struggle and hardship. It is by Him that we are brought through the continual process of sanctification, the being made more of the likeness of our Lord Jesus Christ. Continue to seek His presence and His will in obedience. There is Continue to seek His presence and His will, for in obedience there is protection. While we may suffer a little while, here in this world for the sake of the gospel. Do not forget what we know about this light. It is a mist that will disappear as soon as it came when we compare it to eternity. And if our suffering can save one more from the fires of hell, that we have reason to rejoice is not in the pain that joy is found, but in the realization that others can be reached by it as we choose to not give in to the desires of our flesh. The desire that we say the desire that says we ought to curse those who persecute us and be gladdened in their suffering, but we have been made different from the world, for we have chosen to embrace the way of God's love that does not find joy in the suffering of others. A love that Christ explains when speaking with the Pharisee Nicodemus when they met at night for Nicodemus spared the other Pharisees who would put him out of his position for speaking with Jesus to learn his teachings. Jesus said to him, For God so loved the world, he sent his only begotten love. Sorry, let me rephrase. And he said to him, For God so loved the world, that he sent his only begotten Son, that all who believe in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For the Son did not come to condemn the world, but save the world through him. John 3, 16-17 Take courage in knowing that we are not alone and that Christ is with us until the end of the age. Be confident in the promises that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church founded on Christ who is truth. And persevere, knowing that the Lord will use your witness of endurance to reach others. Until next time, courage and Godspeed.